You never watch porn? So I'm like a music gal. <laughs> what? Hi, I'm Jamie Lynn Sigler. And I'm Robert Eiler. And this is our new podcast, Not Today Pal. And they found out that the chicken had a tumor and it was like pus. Not your favorite? They're going to ask us a question about Sopranos. Let's split the difference and Jamie gets one point. Give Rob winner, his points. Like, why are you taking him away? This is what he does. You have no idea what's about to happen. I have no idea. I'm so excited, though. Available every Thursday, wherever you get podcasts. This week on Dr. Drew After Dark. You don't date Jews? Devast- Fuck no. Devast- Fuck no. Fuck that sounded no. anti-Semitic. <laughs> yeah, so I might argue. It's an attack. It's Kanye's okay. favorite producer. It's and like you- Ethan's asking this question for me. And you- Oh, really? I'm a bloody, hud- bloody, bloody butthole <laughs> brother. Okay. B, 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 Welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey everyone, welcome to Dr. After Dark, 818-253-1693 and Dr. at gmail.com for the voice messages and emails. The guest today, Jared Freed, stand-up comedian. He has got multiple podcasts that you know him from at least one of these, or perhaps his the comedy album, Always a Mama Bear. Uh, I love the idea of socially distanced. I didn't see it, but I'm going to. Just the the concept to me, I like already. Yes. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, it's out. I mean, it's a it's a time capsule. Right. I did. I taped a special in twenty New Year's Eve of 2020, 2021, like the New Year's Eve of that. Yeah. Year. No. Listen, I heard a comedian recently talk about the drive-in theater comedy shows. Remember that? It feels I mean, like a hundred years ago. It, it feels. Yeah. Like, we did that? That's insane. Right. How and insane were we? My parents were living in Florida. I was living in New York. So I had like two sides of the coin. Yes. You know, so I was dealing like f- visiting with them and staying for an extended period of time, living in New York, knowing that like both places weren't as crazy as maybe the other place thought the other was. And, you know, reasonability went out the window during that time Completely. and still to this day. And, it, you know, and it's tough to make a name for yourself being reasonable. Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I put out this, you know, it's like now it's like out there. It's been out there now, you know, how many years now? It's yeah. weird that it's that long yes. ago. But um, yeah, I'm it's still, all COVID material. I, I still I'm, I'm interested in examining the mistakes we made so we don't fucking do that again. Right. It's, it's, I don't even know if we can. I think like I, I've kind of lost faith in the emotional... Um, you know, intelligence of people, you know, like people are so emotionally taken with with everything. And now people are angry still. Yeah. Still. On both sides. Oh yeah. 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 Everyone's angry. Like everyone, I, I, and I was like in the car right here, it was crazy. I, I, and we all, you know, I think online, like there's, I think on our online voices are really our inside voice, like our, our voices in our heads said out loud. Yes. And I was in the, cause I, cause I think about myself, I put myself in the position. What would I say? I'm a loud ass. So like, what would I say? And I'm in the Uber on the way here, and it's a female driver, and she's got a muffin, and she's having her water, and she's got a, like a 12 ounce, you know, bottle of water. We're midway through the trip. She opens the window, she takes the bottle, tosses it out the window. We're in Texas, man. I know. What the <laughs> wow. fuck is going on? Wow. I was in shock. Wow. Not enough shock to say anything. <laughs> I wasn't going to say. I was you put it online immediately, though. Immediately <laughs> tweeted. But you know what I did, which is the weirdest part? She throws it out the window. I'm like, this is a crazy person. Because yeah. she's around my age. Like, she grew up with fucking magic school bus and shit. She's, uh, you know. And I I literally put my seatbelt on. Of course. Like, I might not be safe. This is a, a person that's... Uh, the, the shocking part to me is he didn't have a seatbelt on already. <laughs> it's like, well, what? I'm in an Uber in the back. You don't get hurt in the back of an Uber. Oh, my God. So, first thing I do is put a seatbelt on with these oh wild God. people at the wheel. I, but it was like, I, you know, it's like, wh- I'm not going to say anything. I am feeling something. God, you're bringing something up that I never really have thought I've, I've really spoken about, but I've had a little conversations with myself about. When I get in the Uber cars and I smell weed, like right. half the time, Half the time. Right, right, right. And the other time, they, they're they twitchy, and I'm thinking, oh, this guy's on meth. He's the, been doing this whole night. And uh, 
proceed. I won't pay. I won't pay another four dollars right. for an XL. Right. <laughs> well, right. well, here's the asshole. I texted my friend. I go. I just watched this Uber driver toss a toss a plastic bottle was of it, water. Was out it a regular Uber X or was it an XL or, or a? Literally, my friend texted me. She's so my uh, friend's a con. She she goes didn't go with the Uber black. Huh? Right. That's exactly. <laughs> I was like, you're right. It, that's that's uh, guilty. It guilty. was twenty two bucks versus eighty six bucks. I was like, I'm willing to like be with a crazy uh, person for that. That's the that savings. is the price of of savings. That's it. it, it we take your, our they, their our life in their hands. Right. I wasn't expecting to talk about this, but like, I just thought about like what we think we are versus who we are. You know, like I think I I. I don't care about the planet. I do, but I, I say I do. Yes. Socially, I care. <laughs> yes. You know, when I see the- You're like Bankman Freed caring. What's that? You, right, 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 right. You money because it's just what you do. Yeah. <laughs> right, but yeah, we care. I'm Tom's. You know, buy a shoe, get a shoe, but I'm going to be a billionaire. Right. You know, like, and it's like, I, and, and it, I, I, you know, you would think, Hey, stop this Uber right now. We we do not throw plastic yeah, yeah, bottles. Yeah. You know, I, I'm outraged. <laughs> stepping out of this car. Right. No, but no. it's like I gotta get to this show. We gotta yeah, be here. We start at one, you know. By the so. way, what what did I get wrong about Bankman? What's his I put Freed, I think, is because of because uh, of Jared. Everyone was Bank- like, Is it your cousin? Yeah, it's oh, like it is a, Bankman Freed. Bankman Freed. Okay. Yeah, All right. yeah. Oh, crazy. Yeah. All right, let me get through the podcast. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry. JT Train podcast, uh, the Bachelor Podcast, uh, always uh, The J no, no, no. Train podcast. What Look did at, I say? Here's I said G Train. JT train. Oh, I no. put my. This is how you know I'm 38 and single. I got a my my logo love sewn onto my hat. It. I have nothing else to spend money on. I dig it. I have uh, no family. Wait, bachelor, so, uh, you up? The uh, you up podcast. That's like the the popular one. Yeah, um, that's I, I have to say, I'm a huge fan of yours. Thank you. I I, I a lot of what I have done is in the vein of love life. I'm aware of that. And that's yes. why I'm aware of you up. It's right. been, it's good. And and we need that. We need people your age doing this kind of stuff because it's so different. It it can't come from me. Well, that was can't. the thing that when people would I didn't realize until you real you know, you go pitch things, mm. you know, and I think where you and uh, Adam Carolla left off is kind of where we began. Mm-hmm. It's this intersection of technology and dating. Yeah. And you guys were doing, you know, the the intersection of like you know, you know, medical and dating and relationship well, and sexual stuff. And, and we, well, this is more like a, just a kind of a, it's it's a different, it's a cousin to it. I well, do and believe. Think of the think of the history, right? So the reason I got started is mm. we were in this epidemic called HIV, right? And and no one was talking to young people about it. And I had this opportunity. I was like, well, I'm going to talk about this. These people don't even have heard of. They we were just starting to call it AIDS. The causative agent at that point was called HTLV3. It wasn't even called okay. HIV yet. Okay. And the term safe sex hadn't COVID been coined versus yet. COVID-19 right. versus whatever right. the fuck, yeah. Right. And so, and so I was just like, we got to talk about this. And yeah. So that's where it, it started medically. The challenge for your age, the, the medical stuff is not so much the challenge, the technological stuff right. is the challenge. And and that was the thing. Whenever someone asks, like, oh, you're a dating expert, I'm like, I'm not a dating expert. There's no such thing. No such thing. Yeah. I, I Exactly. There's no yeah. such thing. I just say I am a product of timing yeah. as you're saying like yeah. I when I was in college of history literally of history right yeah. Facebook came out when I was in college yeah. everyone's like hey we should go check out chicks on Facebook so I know yeah. the guy side of things yeah. and then we get out of college online dating is for nerds then it becomes not for nerds then it becomes swiping apps and it's Instagram TikTok uh, Snapchat what does it mean when he t- when he asks for my Snapchat handle and not my phone number I am going through that as and now in I'm, real time. In real time. Yeah, it's interesting. I just became aware of how mm. much people have gotten off websites and dating apps and into their social media sort of. Oh, Instagram's the best dating app. You know, that's just the the reality. Without, but that's new. <laughs> it's right. only about six months old or a year old or something. <laughs> it keeps changing yeah. every day, and it's like I am this. You know, I was single, and then I was in a relationship for a long time, and then I was out. Now I'm single again. And I'm going through this with the audience, yes, and I'm giving yes, an audience. And, and as you know, I dig it. over a podcast, over the radio, it's easier to be easy. Uh, it, it's almost easier to be honest with people this way than it is my own. Like, I'm making mistakes every day. Of course. <laughs> and then, of like, course. trying course. to go through it. So, yeah, that's where uh, that's where You Up kind of came from with Betches, which is the huge, um, um, you know, hilarious website and you know media company um and the betches and i we got together and jordana abraham who started betches her and i like are the male female kind of point of view on all this stuff so and you have a bachelor thing too bachelor i recap. love so i love the bachelor. i bring it all i only yeah. bring it up because uh i was in the 
Middle Eastern, you know, the Jordanian desert mm. with uh, Hannah Brown. Oh, I, and, I watched the first episode. Yeah. I, I, so I scream at The Bachelor on my Instagram. Okay. I, I make fun of it as it's going on yeah. in a way that I think is entertaining. It's like a, a Mystery Science Theater 3000 get it, I get it. for The Bachelor. I get and it. no, I was a Hannah fan. I loved her season. She's great. You know, she wins, she survives the whole fucking thing. She is tough. I watched the first episode uh, as part of like a sponsorship thing. Um, with them cool. and, uh, and I, I got, watched it was I, great I got I, sick of shit I, I, it was it was I mean what John and K plus H she was uh, she got really sick too she, we, we were in, we were in uh, side by side ICU beds unbelievable in, and, Jord- in Jordan in, in fucking uh, Agaba Jordan it was crazy it was that you crazy. guys went through that what made, what made you uh, you I connected with you were like I want to see if I still got it yeah Old me and Piazza were, me Piazza and Scaramucci were sort of in that zone yeah. and, and more importantly I was feeling physically kind of not good. And mm. and they called me. I'm like, come on, come on. And then they kept coming. And I said, all right, let me see. And I started training. Yeah. And I started feeling great. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is what I needed. I right, needed something like this. Yeah, it's a really, really push. And it was great. And I just missed a couple of things I should have been paying attention <laughs> to, which I feel like such an idiot for. It, it was a great... I, I watched the first... It was I, a what, great experience. It was, it was We're all cool. close friends. All close really? friends from that group. Yeah. You know who I love? Dwight Howard. Amazing. Loved it. Like, He's an amazing guy. He really came off great, even though they kind of tried to make him like he was too good for... I he, loved him. He he his attitude. He's a little eye roll. He's young. He's like a kid, you know. Yeah. And so he do a little eye rolly stuff when they'd come at them, and they didn't like that. But it, right. but you but it was not. But he was somebody you could rely on. I mean, he was he was in. I love. There was a scene where he's in the toilet. His <laughs> with, heads with, with Mel B. With Mel B. <laughs> That's so good. And his head's above it. And I was like, oh, I, this guy is great. It, it is a show like that that makes you like, oh, personalizes people. You're you're peeing and shitting on a on a tin foil pan. <laughs> And, and and we did a lot of it didn't come on a lot of stuff didn't go on the air of course, of course. and and we were we all were talking about that like they and the women were just and then it, the women all they don't mind me talking about it because they've mentioned it publicly too they all started cycling together mm. and so there have that whole show was going on and then they're like you guys you're gonna get a show here there's nothing we can do about it Hilarious. here we go oh well, I mean I'm sure you guys have bond for a lifetime we, and then you know with, with the Bachelor someone asked me if it's real and I've talked to a lot of the contestants. And to that point, they all say we're in this little bubble that no one else can understand. So go see the series, the scripted series, Unreal. I've heard everyone does that to me. Just always, the, but I'm telling you, if you watch the first 15 minutes, yeah, I could I could name for you each of the people that are on the production staff who uh-huh. they're representing, right? Because that is how they work behind the scenes all the time. That's so funny. But, you know, the, but the people are experiencing something real. Yes, yeah. I do. I do believe that. I yeah. I, I think of the it's Bachelor. A, it's a Stockholm syndrome. It's a full on same it, with us in the desert. We just give ourselves into it, and you go, and you're in. Right, and I don't think people can understand. They want to believe it's fake. No. I think it's like professional wrestling. Like professional wrestling, you're doing the moves. You yeah. take the bumps. Yeah, you you you're, you're gonna get hurt. You're gonna first kiss, first date. Yep. Dumping. Yep. Asking someone to marry no, you, you. All real things yep. in a unreal environment. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's all manufactured, but your brain can only remember the manufactured part so long, and you right. start going. See, it's Stockholm syndrome. It's a. Yeah. It's all a, a, a exercise in that. So, where'd you grow up? Uh, outside of Boston, a town called Needham. So I went to college in Western Massachusetts. So. Where'd you go? Amherst, Amherst College, yeah. Okay, so, so I, I'm from I would, Needham next to Newton, which is what yeah. Jews usually know. No, and you... you <laughs> <laughs> And you'd you'd hit Newton just on the Mass Pike out to Western Massachusetts. Right. You'd you'd hit Needham. Yeah. And uh, I love that part of the country. Back back when I was there, was sort of economically blighted. Believe it or not, it's so vibrant really? now. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, idyllic. You know, like it's yeah. like uh, you know, I grew yeah, up in the small town. I Needham yeah. High. You know, like a lot of it. You know. It, but Jared, looking, what happened? I don't know. What went I, now wrong? I got all <laughs> Your the parents way to, are asking themselves, yeah, this. what the hell happened? <laughs> no, they. You know. It's just it's thinking back. It's almost like a different time. Like the yeah. you know, um, yeah. I, I, lo- I like my my childhood though. Good. Like you know, I'm not like a you know. You see some comics, they think they have to tell you their their sad story. I don't have some. a sad story to tell. Some right, <laughs> all. pretty much all of. Them. Right. That's why you became a podcaster, not just a comedian. Right. I, I got into that because I could like speak openly. I, yeah. I 
Yeah, I kind of my whole thing is just always, uh, you know, I, I talk about my parents. I love hanging out with them. Yeah. You know, like what my, do they do for a living? Uh, they're like basically retired at this point. But, but we're growing up. My dad used to sell liquor, beer, wine, wholesale. Good times. And then he, yeah. So and then he was doing nursing home stuff and uh, nursing home stuff, like yeah. administering, administering. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> he was like a nurse. Bed pans. <laughs> um, and then yeah, he was. Uh, he so was, he's a really serious businessman. I, yeah. It was always family businesses. Yeah, so, like, yeah. you know, my family was always intertwined by business I stuff. I get interesting. So, it, you have a lot of, uh, you know, he had siblings and stuff, and yeah. you'd always kind of get a front row seat for madness a little bit. Did some of them stay in the family businesses or everybody get out? They they all stayed till kind of recently, you know. So, now my dad, my parents are in Boca, which is like a whole nother you know, sitcom in itself, you know, like they moved down to Boca. They, they were going to do, you know, Snowbird. And then now they're like, we, they are the most Florida people. They love it, love it. And they're like in a community, which is a bubble inside of the bubble of Florida. It, it is the problems of the problemless. It is so much fun. Yeah, for me to I, watch. When like, you go down to Florida, the first thing you notice how how particularly Southern Florida, how happy everybody is. So happy. Everyone's happy down the, there. Even like the driving yes, is easier. Yeah. You know, like Everything. It's like the roads are wide. Oh, I can breathe here. It's um, amazing. You immediately the the amount I feel comfortable the minute I get there is like shocking to me. Like I love yeah, every me too. second. Me yeah. too. Yeah. It's kinda of, I feel guilty. It's so it's so <laughs> like, nice. Yeah, and it's weird. When you live in New York, where in New York do you live? West Village. So that's a beautiful part. The of best. Yeah. I, I, I was living in um, Harlem, and then I moved in with uh, the woman I was dating, and then we moved in together during the pandemic, broke up, and then I had like this COVID deal opportunity to like we, we, you know to move anywhere in the city I would like to go. What? Was, well, yeah, because it was all the prices were chopped. Oh wow! There was room to go. People were looking for you know especially, month off. Right, especially down sort of that area. They were bailing. People were bailing and moving out of the city. In the West Village, I I moved there, and within seconds, I was again another like I am too comfortable here. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And you know, walk to coffee places, and and I'm near the Comedy Cellar, which is like kind of home to me, and I do stand up there. So I'm like. I'm really like pig and shit. I'm trying to territory. remember the, the coffee place I go to in the West Village all the time. Hang on a second, see if I can come up. Is with it, it fancy or not fancy? Fancy. The Elk. No, it's sort of French. Um, I know that one, and it's kind of old French yes, looking. Yeah, it's on Hudson. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, I know I think exactly. So. I can't say the name because I I don't speak French. I went to the south crazy. of France last summer and Where'd you had stay? the worst time of my life. I um I went alone. Where'd you go? Saint-Tropez, Nice. Um, and you don't speak French. Don't speak French. And single guy, I thought, you know, I thought single men shouldn't go to Europe. That's yeah. just my my advice, my blanket advice. Clooney, Cafe Clooney. I know Cafe Clooney. Yeah. Well, that's a re restaurant. That's been it's there a forever. Yeah, 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 I yeah. like. I, I know that place. I was yeah. thinking of a different place. But okay. I, yeah, so I went to France and hated my life. And Damn, learn French. Well, yeah. No, I'm gonna go to. The, I'm just saying. I'm gonna go to the English speaking been, ones. Try and fuck. Well, at least <laughs> you know, like, very different experience. Yeah. All right. So here's the deal. We. Uh, I'm glad you're here because you're you've cut your teeth well with your podcasting career. Right. Uh, to help me with some of these questions and things, and I, we'll try to start slow here. I gotta say, I'm such a fan. I, you know, I, I used to. I mean, I have you and Corolla to kind of thank for getting into podcasting. I love talk radio my whole life, mm. and I was selling life insurance and annuities. Wow. Downloading Corolla's podcast when it was a radio show, you would go on and do like, uh, you know, like segments. Yeah. I would download it in 15-minute increments onto my iPad, iPod Nano. This is when, wow. This is when he had the radio show before right. his podcast. Before the podcast. So this was his morning radio show. Yes. And, and it was when podcasting, like they were just putting it on between commercials in little tiny bits. So in the morning before I'd leave or the, la the night before, I'd download the day before's you know, episode in yes. like fifteen minute increments. So, so let me just quickly tell you a brief little radio story that, that hopefully will inspire you to uh, appreciate how free you are doing podcasts. Okay. Radio, you have layers of management on top mm -hmm. and salespeople and this and that and rules and blah 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 and timing and back announcing and commercial right. breaks and all this stuff. Adam would have some friends of his come on comedians and do segments once a week, and of course the management was 
no, Adam, come on. What, why, why are you doing that? He goes, these, these, are, these are great comedians. They're funny right. comedians. They're dedicating their time. Finally, they call him in the office. They go, Adam, these three guys, no. The one guy, he brings in clips of like reality shows and stuff. And he, oh, I don't even understand what he's doing. This guy, Joel McHale, okay. I, I don't understand. He's got to go. The second guy, uh, he's just weird. I don't know why you think he's funny. This guy, you may have heard of him, Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, yeah. Third guy, these guys are free on the radio. Third guy, they go, the third guy, this guy is radio death. This guy, Louis C.K., death. <laughs> you got to get rid of these three guys. Can you believe that? That he had those three yeah. on, on rotation, because he knows good comedians. And, uh, and and the radio, like, no, these are not funny. And radio, this is a classic thing with radio. They would tell Adam he wasn't funny all the time, mm -hmm. too. Just, just in what world? Like, I, I that's the thing. That's the right. one thing you realize getting into doing this stuff is that how many people who don't do creative want to be considered creative. Like, they want to well, have their hey, touch on it. So I they want to say, I'm I hope the you one. never get involved with people that create late night comedy, you know, all <laughs> right. television comedy. They're some of the least funny people you'll meet. Well, it's crazy that the sales guy's like, listen, let me give you a couple tips when you're the one hearing an audience laugh and not laugh on a nightly basis. Like, you've been on stage with Adam. You guys have done live shows. You know what works right away. You yes, know, what, a half right. a second in. That's right. And these are the segments I would tune into. I'd be like, oh, this is a fun chop it up moment. And, you know, I, 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 you know, I go back to Boston listening to sports talk radio, uh, WEI, like my whole talk life. Talk radio like, is really a, quite a thing if you really appreciate it. It's, I it's lo a, yeah. I loved it. It's what I listen to to yeah. this day, every day. Um, this is all to say I'm happy to be here. Good. Very Glad exciting. to have you. Let's get I'm some calls. This is uh, Ben. You are here with myself and Jared Fried. Ben, what's up? Hey, hello. I have a quick question. How's it going? Hey, quite well. Thank you. What's up? Yeah, uh, so my wife is pregnant, and um, I'm hoping we have a boy. Mm -hmm. We still don't know the gender, but my question is, should I get him circumcised? I, myself, am not circumcised, and I had a terrible experience when I lost my virginity. And What happened? I know what it feels what, what, like. What happened? Not, um, <laughs> when, I, when I had sex for the first time, like I felt a, like a sharp pain, uh -huh. like on the head of my penis, and actually got a tear. Yeah. So, so I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then and then it looked like a crime scene after that, right? Yeah, it was terrible. I mean, I still had sex for like the whole two weeks. I didn't let it heal properly. Of course, but well, of course, you're... and it was just terrible. Yeah. yeah, can you repeat the story, but just whisper it in a sexy way? It was kind of hot. <laughs> no, oh, sorry. <laughs> so, so the what usually tears is the frenulum at the base. It's okay. the thing under the penis that tears commonly. I personally, oh, you're gonna you're gonna show us here frenulum, frenulum, uh, but, but frenulum you're gonna see the mouth. No, you want the frenulum of the of the. Well, no, there's frenulums all over. Up oh, there it is. Oh, it does look like the bottom of the tongue. Can't I show now, it. Yeah. I'm happy you showed the mouth. There you're one. gonna literally have to put frenulum prepuce because you're gonna see a frenulum of the head. That's because that's a little more common. Frenulum but there's multiple frenulums. Yeah, you have lots of frenulums in your body. Yeah. I no, but I. It's funny that I was like, I don't know, but now when I see the mouth one, I'm like. Yeah. Oh, this all makes sense. Anything that's tacking something down is a frenulum, essentially. Right. It's sort of, re it's sort of. Oh, he took it away from us. Um, but, <laughs> but the frenulum kind of tears. Back. It happens a lot, and the and also you can get tears in the foreskin itself. And the real problem with that is that when it heals, it scars, and the foreskin shrinks a little bit. And if that keeps don't want shrinkage there. If it keeps happening, the head of the penis eventually can't come out. Oh my right? god! Yeah, and it's it hurts yeah. and it re tears and it's just a freaking and it's a really common reason for male for adult circumcision. You're Jewish, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because um, because um, uh, what happened? What happened to me was like my head was actually only popping out about like twenty five percent after mm. the tear. Yeah, I was able to actually fully take it out. Yeah, so it actually helped me, but you know, obviously. I was a horny bastard at 15, and it, I didn't stop, you know, having sex. I know. I mean, that's a problem with the man. You, I love problem with male. He could be eroding his kneecaps off, <laughs> right. his penis is... Uh, <laughs> fought <laughs> through. He's like, I, there's a willing woman. Uh, yeah. I know. I, know <laughs> I don't care how much my dick hurts. Yeah. That is the male, man. <laughs> right. if, if, if ladies want to understand what motivates men, just talk to a 16-year-old male. And see uh, pushing his penis through uh, a broken pe uh, frenulum or whatever. <laughs> right. You know? So... so uh, for me, you know, there's all this crazy world where people want their foreskin restored and all this nonsense. And I didn't. Oh, mine's consent on my keychain. I didn't consent to it. <laughs> you made, did, did you actually make a keychain yeah, out of yeah, it, or yeah, is yeah, this yeah, on your keychain? It's the ring. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, 
I think it's kind of silly. It's a medical question. It's an issue that re- if you have it done, they they numb the baby. It doesn't hurt. It uh, it obviates all this stuff, which is really uh, rather common. I wouldn't want to go through all this. Adult circumcision is a bigger deal. And there's been an international movement to increase the incidence of circumcision because circumcised penises are less likely to get HPV, less likely to transmit HPV, and same thing for HIV. Also, your son's probably going to be lazy. It's one more thing to take care of. Right, to clean. To clean. Yes. This is the thing. Trust Jews. If Jews are always. doing it, always trust Jews. <laughs> like the, the idea, like my, you, you want a lawyer? What's the last name? You Accountant. want an accountant? There What's the last name? My dad, when he, I would go, who do you vote for in the election back when I was a kid? He goes, I just look at the Jewish names and I, I hit the Jewish name. I don't care what the hell they're doing. They're Jew- I, I got to assume that is very old school shit. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, you know, for this, it's like I, I know, like, I think this is one of those that you go. This is one of those areas. This is where you can. Well, that of- was the thing when you go when you go when you deal with Orthodox people and you start hearing why they did certain things as far as kosher, yeah, as far yes, as this was all to to it was health related cleanliness. Yeah, well, it was all the kosher was the pigs had disease and, you know, trichuria and all this kind of stuff. And then cleanliness was an another part of it well before when you go to when you eat there's a whole prayer over washing your hands yep. and it was all like built in it it's almost like like my mom growing up used to tell i was swallowed muconium in the womb so he what he's saying my is sh- he's a shit eater yeah he, he <laughs> ate shit from the moment he came on this planet exactly i've been eating shit my whole life i yeah i swallowed my own shit in yes, the womb and happened. then i came i couldn't breathe yes. and it was it's very I, common it's actually very, very common, common. Yeah. i guess i was very sick though from it so oh, I, I guess there was complications so you got pneumonia you got pneumonia something happened yeah, i don't yeah. i've never but i've been told my whole life don't smoke cigarettes because you have tar in your lungs from when you were born. You've, you've injured your lung. You maybe have some scarring or something. But interesting that you started with, I have nothing wrong in my life. I don't know how I became a comedian. I, right. Nothing ever happened to me. <laughs> well, this is bullshit. Major no, trauma right. on a ventilator <laughs> as a kid for months. That, that, I don't remember that. You know, so It leaves I, an imprint on your body. Par- that's why I'm here with Dr. Drew that's today. Right. So I, but I remember my mom like just made up this whole cigarette thing. Oh, you can't because of the... Muconium. She sort of did. Right. She yeah. made that up in the same way Jews made up a bunch of this shit, uh, you know, to get people to wash their hands. I get this it. is actually a good thing. So, uh, you know, if it, I, I, I had my kids circumcised, I'm glad I was circumcised, Ben. I, I don't know, you know, and I, I occasionally, you know, men are made fun of by female partners because they're not, not used to seeing that. I, there is nothing wrong with having a foreskin. Nothing, nothing, nothing. It's nothing. like the commercial, but, you know, the commercial where they, the, 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 that Barry Bonds is in, not Barry Bonds, uh, the, the, uh, with Doug Flutie, and she'll <laughs> like it too. Like, well, and the uh, the other thing that people who are advocates of the foreskin will say is it makes things more sensitive. Um, excuse me, but every call I get here is guys are too sensitive. Right. And so the sensitivity thing, and it really doesn't make that much difference. So it's a question of infectious diseases, which internationally makes a big deal. It's avoiding the need for circumcision as a male because of narrowing. Uh, if I was more sensitive, I'd be coming every time a woman shakes my hand. <laughs> so I don't need it. You. <laughs> Interesting. Maybe more than I needed to know. Sorry. But, but, but uh, Ben, does that help at all? Yeah, no, that, that, um, yeah, that helps. And obviously my wife, she's giving me the, the go ahead on that decision because I had issues and I have my own worries. But yeah, I, I think that sure let those, that, you know, let those issues be your, good. let those be a guide to you because they're, they're common problems. It, and I, I wouldn't want that. It's I, actually cheaper if he does that. it with his son at the same time. They can get a two oh, for one get a, special. Well, also, <laughs> back, to your, back to your dad's. Uh, mm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is interesting. I don't know how, what you're going to do with this, but uh, this is uh, ironically Christian. Oh, good. Hi. Hey there, what's going on? So basically, I have this like, uh, I don't know if it's a fetish or a kink, mm-hmm. but like, it's like little people, I'll get, I'll see them like on TikTok and stuff, and, and you know, it, it gets me rising and all, but I saw one like in real life the other day, and I got scared. Oh, interesting. So there, there are people that are afraid of dwarves and, and small people. Uh, a lot of people have uncomfortable feelings around them, but it's interesting that that fear is also connected to sexuality for him. So I'm guessing 
there's some crossed wire. You know, I when fetishes emerge, they're usually from some wire crossing early in life. Interesting. Some some experience that gets confusingly sexual and it's overly intense, really. And some of it is actually the structures of the brain, like the feet area and the sexual arousal thing. These are very closely related. Now, I know you go wide on what subjects you yes. cover. Yes, yes. Do you feel as a doctor comfortable? Like you're like, I. this is in my... Yes, yeah. This right. Is, well, I've heard of this stuff for... You know, many, many years. I'm sure. No, no, yeah. no. I, I, but I'm saying this is like, this is off the, you know, this no, is uh, on the spectrum of things I expected to hear on this show. Yeah, you well, know? here you are. Yeah. And, and so he's af- afraid and likes it. Yeah. And so what I'm guessing, so it's sort of the thing you like watching on, on internet porn or something, right, Christian? Um, It's like, if, it, if it, they pop up a lot on my feed, so they pop up, I'll give it a, I'll, I'll watch it. I like it, but I don't. I don't want to like it. You know? Right, right. So, so are you kind of addicted to porn? Uh, no, I'm not. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So let me. So yes. it is. Is have you sort of gone up the food chain in terms of more and more and more sort of? Outs- <laughs> you okay. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> for he, sure. He walked by a little person. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I guess. <laughs> What what just happened? I'm not yeah, sure. sure. I'm not sure, but like, we're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna sort of take him offline here for a second. Is he okay? Um, just just that sometimes people, when they get to more and more and more intense visual stimuli, mm. men, uh, women do it sometimes too. It's just that they're they're just getting sort of burned out on routine images, and they need just like an addict needs more and more and more stimulation. They get just things that are more and more problematic, and they don't like that they're doing it, but they still look at it anyway. Now, just but, blowing loads. That's what they're doing. So this guy, why? Where does the fear come from? I think that is I I don't you know people have funny feelings about things that are non-normative, mm. uh, and those are primitive emotions. You know I don't know why we have them evolved into us, but there's all kinds of stuff that we have to watch out for. Right. You know anything different, particularly as it pertains to other humans, we have to like go, okay. There's that's I don't know where that just because we have those reactions doesn't mean we have to succumb to them. If that makes right, sense. Right. 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 And there's a lot of so there's a lot of weird stuff in our system that never made sense to me. It, it really starts with. From an evolutionary standpoint, the more we mix genetics, the better, the healthier mm. we are. And yet we have a tendency to not do that, right. which is a, sort of a weird evolutionary impulse. And then and then develop tribes around that where we're even more inbred. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what Blame to, Jewish mothers there, for that. There must be there must be some <laughs> Are they Jewish? That's every every woman I have ever dated. What's her last name? <laughs> oh really? So your mom's all the way. Oh my God. Uh-oh. Yeah. She wants What's she doing in Needham? Isn't it the worst? I mean... Oh, you got that too? He counted yeah. us down in Hebrew. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I no, I didn't... <laughs> yeah, my He's, mom's devastated that I don't date Jews. You don't date Jews? Devast- Fuck no. Devastated. Fuck no. Fuck that sounded no. anti-Semitic. <laughs> yeah, so I might argue. It's an attack. <laughs> right. It's Kanye's okay. favorite producer. <laughs> uh, this is Morgan. Hey, Morgan, what's going on there? Hi, Dr. Drew. How's it going? Good. What's up, Morgan? Good. So currently I am taking, mm. um, you know, the famous Manjaro medication, the weight loss meds. Right. Um, so Manjaro is ambic. So we got to talk about Okay, this. we will. Yeah. Go ahead. So, so I'm, you know, a little bit bigger and I've been taking it for like six months and I've lost about... 30 pounds. Good but for you. Good for you. When do I need to go off of it? Is it something that I need to be on for forever? Or do I, like, what are your opinions on that? Yeah, I, I, I actually don't have a firm opinion. I don't like people using medicine or staying on medicine that doesn't have a clear medical indication. Now, if your weight is having medical consequences, then I'm for it. Uh, the question of how long is, I, I don't know, but anybody's answered that question meaningfully. I know a lot of people that uh, go on for, you know, six months, a year, and there is a tendency for people to go back. And uh, particularly in those first few weeks, what people will describe when they come off it is extreme hunger, wow. extreme hunger. And so you immediately start having to deal with that. And of course that, you know, the weight goes up. So unless, if you do come off, you've got to have some sort of plan for not just dealing with that hunger, but also maintaining a healthy lifestyle going forward so you can keep this weight off. How, how, how much do you actually weigh, if you don't mind? 
Um, so now since I've lost 30 pounds, I weigh 250. All right. So it's sort of clinically relevant weight loss, and you'd want to stay on it certainly to get into a range that is not, you know, people aren't starting to worry about your health, your skin, and things like that. Morgan, how, um, have you told people you're on it? So that's a controversial question because obviously the more I lose, people are going to ask. And I mean, right. it's, it's, I'm doing work, but it's not, I'm not doing like major work. So I don't want to lie to people, you know? So I, why is I that? Wait, really hang on. So this is, some, so wait a minute. So this is something I want to talk to you about. People are guilty about taking this? Oh, there's a whole social dynamic to this. I, I, what? As, as someone who has dealt with weight stuff my whole life, okay? It is a big part of my life. Yeah. It's all my family talks about food, body, weight. Oh, so this is the Jewish show. This is the Jewish. You understand. <laughs> um, Morgan, I, I asked that question because I'm like, I'm interested to find out because there's this... I, we talked about Ozempic, my co-host and I on You Up. Yeah. Um, we were talking about like, we're not sure what the allowable opinion is to have right now. That's insane. And, well, but you know what I'm talking about. I That's kind how- of do. I mean, it's, it's a, look, it is a medical management for, yeah, I mean, if, you're, well, if you, you need ta- to lose five pounds, I don't think this is a great thing. So my mom has been talking about it since she's heard about it. Yeah. She doesn't stop talking about it. Yeah. And, and and she's in a, as I said, in a bubble inside a bubble. Yes. So now the whole community is talking about it. Of course. There's people on it. There's people off it. Of course. There's people they think are on it. Who's on it? Who's got the prescription? Who's paying out of pocket? You know, prescription, it's 11 bucks out of pocket, 980. So, and, and I, and we don't know morally, are you taking what I would wonder? Morally. Well, are you taking, um, what's it really for? For uh, diabetes. Are, are you taking diabetes medication out of a diabetes patient's hands? Oh, is there no, a limited no. supply? Uh, you know, uh, we don't know. This is what I'm, I, you know, this is where the questions come up because. Yeah, that's what, an interesting question, but believe me, the drug companies will step it up. Sure. And, uh, but are they going to overcharge now? Are they going to overcharge the diabetes people? Because they're getting my mom in Boca who wants to lose a few. You know, it, it, it is, I think it's interesting. I just think it's interesting. It, it, because- that part is interesting. And I would argue that the insurance companies, that's the insurance company's problem, not going to be the patient's problem. Well, and, yeah, it, and Medicare's problem. Well, it's a, my, it becomes my problem when someone loses 50 pounds. And they look at me and they go, you got to drink more water. And I'm like, you're a fucking drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> you're telling well, me to drink there, water? I'm is, struggling out this here. This is not about drug addiction. No, I know. But I'm saying. But, <laughs> but that behavior that you were describing in the bubble in the bubble, that's drug addict behavior. Well, because so, they're all looking for scripts. Well, they're they all, get it. I don't. What's going on? Why can we allow them to get it when I don't get but it? If that's I could that's lose, nonsense. But it's childish, is, too. I'm just saying. It's interesting it's, the 75-year-olds are into that. Are you kidding me? Crazy. Everything's high school. Yes. <laughs> you know, so like, yes. I, you know, Hollywood's high school. This, you know, the community. But is, I think, Morgan, what she's going through right now mm. is 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 very relatable to people. Is it, You know, if this was, it, it's posed as a diabetes uh, medication. Well, but if you said, hey, my weight is a physical, as you said, for some people, their weight is mentally beyond them. Like I, I do believe that. Like yeah, they, it's a medical problem, medical issue. So if this was Ozempic was now called, you know, uh, is for weight loss. Yes, it will be. That's what they, I'm, they so, will so get so the I'm wondering. Are we at the beginning of when yes, this won't now, be? Now doctors are using it so-called off-label. We're allowed to do anything we want with any medicine. Anything. Anything. Okay. Uh, it's on us. Uh, so they're using it off-label now, and guess what? It works. We have lots of medicines off-label that work. Drug, com- drug companies can't promote things for off-label sure. use. That's against the law. When does that happen, you think? When do they do that, or when do they stop doing I mean, that and get some the point approval? Fu- when's the approval when's coming? When's the approval coming? You know, it's interesting. I, you know, Sometimes when, when there's so much money to be made without the approval, they just don't bother, right? So right. we'll see if they even bother, but if they do it, which they should... Uh, three to five years, three years, let's say. Like, I mean, you get into this like witch hunt type of thing. Like I'm watching the masters. Phil Mickelson looks fantastic. And you, and this is a guy dealt with weight stuff his whole life. He's looked the same way. He's like, he's got rheumatoid arthritis or something too, right? Doesn't he hear something crazy like that? I don't know his medical. I haven't done his physical, (laughs) but I, I will say you go, you go, well, because it seems as though people with, of means are doing this, are doing this. I have prescribed it. Uh, I've done it, and I would use it for diabetes also, uh, and I've done it on a very, very limited basis for weight loss. And this kind of seems like to me how it should be done. Uh, well, if I was getting ready, you know, like for me, I, I've been trying to lose 10 pounds my whole life, okay? I, I would say if this was the magic pill that I never, I can live my life without, you, it's been on my mind. Yeah, I get it. We my, would have to sit down and talk about it for a while. Right. We, you and I would you, sit down You would and, hope it was not a mental 
thing, right? Because I would, we'd have to talk about risk reward when the probability is you'll go right back. That's the problem, and, and that's what I think Morgan's dealing except with. Except Morgan is going to. What I'm telling her to do is right. get it so far down that you really have a you have a running start on this thing, right? And you then a, you can really start to establish some new patterns, and you're not. And you can you can do things like exercise, you know, more vigorously. And stuff. If I was to give her a suggestion, and I'm not a doctor, Go but I, I think like I think the mental aspect of losing weight is like way more than people give it credit for. Of course, and I think like you know like Noom. Is like a is an app that like sponsors my podcast. I just love that they've admittedly it's all psychology shit. Except I think they're. I was just talking to somebody oh, about Noom today. Uh, I think they're about to go into this other world with doctor managed medicines and things. Oh really? Well, so I, I just thought as code for oh here comes Ozempic. Here it comes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, well, I will say, but I do like that they get you thinking like like you said. Well, running but it's start. both important. Like right. and so that's what we're coaching Morgan up. So does Morgan? Does any of this help for you? No. <laughs> it does, yeah. I, I get married in August, so I'm a little worried that if I have to get off of it, I'm going to gain weight back, and then my expensive dress will not fit anymore. Well, uh, well, see, well, I this mean, is that. This is another element. I'm getting married in August, yeah. Morgan. You know, there's an element where you look. It might you. not. It might not fit either way, though, right? If you stay on it, you might continue to lose weight, and then right. it doesn't fit. So I, I know these are, but these are sort of. Um, what do they call them? You know, pro- problems of success. You know, luxury I, I, issues. Luxury issues. Yeah. Well, I listen. I Rob live in Henderson, the land of. Do you read Rob Henderson? Is what's that? that? Just, he's a guy that talks about luxury beliefs. Oh, I, uh, I have a podcast that I call the Luxury Lounge. Oh, so where people I gotta, can write in uh, with their luxury you. problems. This guy's a sociologist at Cambridge. Oh, really? And yeah, yeah. I made mean, a, a social psychologist. I love luxury yeah. issues. I. <laughs> well, this is one of them. Okay. Uh, and. You know, I you work with your doctor just just like I would. I, I told Jared if we were together, I'd sit down. We'd really talk about this, and you should have somebody that's working with you. And and of course, as as you're kind of alluding to, the, the weight comes back, but you can do stuff. You just but you need a running start. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Just don't tell your fiance. No. I, the <laughs> fact that people give you shit about it to me is disgusting. I, am, give I, I, I Morgan, I am dis- if anybody gives you shit for taking care of yourself, and and by the way, taking your doctor's direction, that is disgusting. People have what, what goes on between yeah. a patient and a doctor is nobody's business. Well, it's interesting. It's nobody's business. It's interesting. In my comment section, I put up a joke. I was like, I did the joke I just did with you. Like, yeah. If I don't tell me to drink a lot of water if you're on Ozempic, like I, you know, like I, yeah. there has to be a level of honesty here. Yeah. And the comments from the mean people were especially weird and mean. It was like, you know, this idea of hard work. You know, they're going. You know, and, and it's like I guess their thought is I'm in the gym. You're getting this magic wonder, and it's like that's not the case. That's that's an insane way to look at life, and also mean way, and also humbly go fuck yourself. Right, and right mind right. your own business. Right, I, I this really came through to me when everybody started freaking out at what what Joe Rogan was doing with his doctor when he got COVID. It's none of your mm, business, right? And by the way, the things they freaked out about were sort of the least interesting or sort of outside the box treatments that his, his doctor gave him. Mm. gave him gave him you know uh, infusions of certain stuff that were kind of interesting and using things. It's like that's interesting. So good. That's the two of them making that decision. Nobody else should know about it or have an opinion about it. Right. I guess their feedback would be he's on a platform where he talks about it and you're influencing in a certain way. I could understand. Are that you? That, I don't know. I I don't. I, I, I am. But this is a good. Own. This is a good topic because let, tell me if I'm wrong on this. I feel very strongly because I worked in a psych hospital for right. decades, and when you don't tell people things or don't give them access to things, and they have a sense that there's something there they're not right. getting, it escalates everything bad, and it sends right. them into sources and rabbit holes that are not good. Bring it out. Bring it all out. Right. Put it all out there, and you can handle the truth. You can handle it. You can handle all of it. Just give them everything, and then try to help them make the decision, because understand they're going to go... If somebody's going to go south in a paranoid fashion... It's going to be worse if you withhold information. Well, I guess it goes back to what we were talking about with the water bottle out the window. It's like in it's it's head thoughts versus what you say out loud, mm-hmm. and this idea of personal responsibility. People get very in each other's space. You know what you're talking about is like someone can hear something, mm-hmm. you know, do some problem, you know, problem solving, and they come to their own yes. problem solving for the best of their life. Yes, the internet kind of creates this world where we're all like arm in arm. And we think we have more of a 
opinion on someone we're that's following, a, you know, with again, than we actually do. And you, you know? shouldn't be able to force somebody to do anything no, or I, hear I, anything. Or well, that's insane. That's I think, a, it's, but I think it's, there's a psychology to it as far as, and I have no psychology. Like this tribal, business. tribal stuff, right? Yeah. I think it's like this idea that, um, you know, that the follower economy. Mm-hmm. So we live in the follower economy. Okay. So you you know your follow is worth some amount of dollars to the person you follow. Interesting. And I think that trickles down into our psychology of like, well, I have a right to kind of weigh in on the person I'm following because I have given my follow. Wow. And I because that's how money works right now. Like the idea that like there's no pass down tax for a celebrity whose kid gets a million followers just for being their kid. Like interesting, you know, you start getting into that world. Like, you know, there are you know IPs getting take out in the name of children. Yeah, no, this is your this is your zone. This is stuff I don't think about. Well, I'm, I, I, this yeah. is why, this is the only thing I think about. It. Yeah. It's like it, it, I live in the follower economy. No yeah. one's ever cast me anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was never like I made my own podcast yeah, yeah. where I said please share and subscribe yeah. for years. I'm sitting there. Please share and subscribe. So. Yeah. There is a psychology that goes along with it. And I, and I think there's some people that don't want to admit to the alike being payment, a share being payment. And then there's some people that's so entrenched so, so you're that they saying, think they have an actual say over the people they follow. Right. So so that for sure happens, mm-hmm. right? But I'm, I want to make sure, because this is a new idea right. to me. If somebody is a follow, do you have some obligation in return other than just giving them a good product? Well, I guess, you know, I don't think... And I do think that a follow feels more important than an unfollow. Okay. Because every person has the right to not buy something. Like, right. I don't believe in the, the, the idea of canceling to me doesn't really exist to me. Because, because you have build your own thing. Right. Yeah. Well, you, goodbye. You don't yes. like the, I, I'm having a party at my house and I'm playing music. And then I go to the next song. I love the next song. Someone goes, I hate this fucking song. I'd be like, We'll lead you out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can go. Hopefully someone new comes in for but, the next but song. But it feels like in the internet people go, I'm going to force you to comply, to right. turn off that music. Right. And I that's think that, the problem. That's the problem. And yeah. that's where you go, oh, you, the fee, I, I think that's a big psychological, like, I feel my follow is giving this person a career. Uh. And I think when leaving the house isn't, doesn't feel as God, that's powerful. I, I do. I've been thinking, I think about this a lot. None of that is good. No, well, <laughs> it's not good. Well, it used to be easier that, you know, like you get, I, I don't think I would think this way if I was hired by someone to do a job. Like no, you go do someone's different. TV show, you go, ah, the show was good. I, I had a good time. Yeah. I left. It's different. You're doing a good job for the host or the producers, right. not for the followers. Right. And there's some people that, you know, they go to extremes. Again, reasonability doesn't win on the internet mm. reasonability you know you only you know you retweet hate and love well Those and, and you things. said it's whatever's in your head comes out right which you know just basic social you know sort of human interaction prevents you from normally doing if, that well that's the thing if i was at a party and the music started sucking yeah it was good before started sucking i would go I'm going to get out it of sucks. here. It sucks, yeah. Or I'm it gonna, sucks. I'm yeah. quietly leave. Yeah. You know, the person at the comedy show that goes, I'm leaving! Yeah. You're like, that's a crazy fucking person. Yeah. You know? Yes, like. I totally agree. <laughs> uh, Ethan, what's going on there? Hey, Dr. Drew. Hey, uh, so I got a question about, um, as the women would say, buttholes. Okay. And uh, <laughs> so every, every now and then I'll, I'll wipe, and I'll notice a tiny red spot of blood on the yes. toilet paper. Right. I've checked my ass, and I don't think I have any hemorrhoids, but mm. what my concern is is um, if you're shitting at the same time and there's a little bit of blood down there, there's probably an open wound. Is that bad? Um, it, well, and, it's and like you, Ethan's asking this question for me. And you, oh, really? I'm a bloody, bloody, bloody butthole <laughs> brother. Okay. B B B B. So w- women, we when we do some of our voice messages, mm. when women call in a, with questions in this region, they always sp- pronounce this word as bow. They leave the T out. Bow. 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 And they really? say it in a very Bow. way that I almost can't reproduce. Bow. Uh, Bow. 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 That's interesting. Yes. That's and Bow. it caught my ear early. And, it, and they, a lot of them do it that way. Uh, so does <laughs> is there ever blood mixed in with the stool? Uh, see, that's I, I don't really know because I only really notice it as I'm wiping. 
Okay. So, like, there could have been some. All right. Out. Keep, keep I don't an eye out for that. Water, though, no. Right, right. So, as you've, as you've alluded to, that hemorrhoid in your age group would be the most common thing, but there's many other things that can do that. And so it's why what we call bright red blood on toilet paper is something that should be evaluated by a doctor. Bright red blood. Well, that's weak. It's not dark. You know, it's not venous blood. It's, it looks red. It looks red. Right. Why is that? Uh, well, any blood in the stool is sort of time to look. But bright oh. red blood, BRB we call it, bright red blood per, in per rectum, is, suggests certain things. Okay. While, uh, you know, blood mixed in with the stool suggests other things or lots of blood suggests other things. But just bright red blood on the toilet paper, we call it. It's not really bright red blood. It's just red oh. red on the toilet <laughs> <laughs> on the toilet paper, it does. It's in the younger age group. It is most common hemorrhoids. It might be an internal hemorrhoid, which is why you don't see it. But there can be arterial venous malformations. There can be polyps. There can be fissures. There can be early Crohn's disease, things like that, inflammatory bowel disease. So you do kind of need somebody take it, look at it, make sure it's not something more. I I had this, and I went and got a uh, colonoscopy. At oh, like good. A young age. That's the to me the ideal thing is a sigmoidoscopy or colonoscopy. Yeah, it was weird. I do want to get deep. Uh, into your ass crack. Well, that's what that is. And so, oh yeah, they knock you out. They uh, yeah that. Uh, I have to get another. As long as we're having, this is the Jew show. Yeah. Uh, I have to get them every year. Every year because I have something called Lynch syndrome, which comes through my Ashkenazi side. Really? Mm-hmm. What's that? It's a essentially there's six versions of it. I'm what's, I'm what's called an MSH six, okay. which is an intermediate version, uh, and it's varying degrees of DNA repair abnormalities. So cancer developed. Your 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 cells are always dividing. Many of them are, and when they divide, there's a certain amount of the replicating DNA is an extremely complicated biology, and mistakes happen mm. all the time, and you have a whole DNA repair system that comes in. And with Lynch, that system isn't so efficient. Gotcha. And so stuff that, so particularly cells that are dividing a lot, bowel, stomach, that you tend to get stuff there. And so you have to watch for it all the time. I just remember I got a colonoscopy and I went to like, I had like, you know, when I first started comedy, I didn't have like a doctor, mm-hmm. you know? So I went to like my dad's doctor and I think she was like a teaching doctor. Yes. And she had, so you had a, a bunch s- of people in the room with you. One student that must have been who fun. was my age, yeah, and course. I remember being like, I got some blood in my stool, and she was like, and she was kind of like watching over him as he went through the thing. I was going to say, blood in the stool is such a classic and common thing. If I was teaching, I'd go, go ahead. <laughs> right, and, and you could so. see this guy's like my age, yeah. and we had this moment where I'm like making eye contact, and he's like, don't say it, man. <laughs> I'm gonna have to stick my finger up your ass, like, like you could see, like, because before this conversation, he's like, "You live in New York." I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "I love this bar." I was like, "I go to that bar all the time." Like, we could have hung out, and then, like, I was like, "Well, I got blood in my stool," and she's like, "Here we go, well, here we go," yeah. and it's like friendship ruined, you know. <laughs> so, and the 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 thing is, though, I I'm not well. The rectal exam is something you formally do. If you're if if you know it's going to colonoscopy, you might skip it. Well, <laughs> it was so, a first step, yeah. yeah. They, and they said this is worse than the colonoscopy, right? Because you're asleep for the colonoscopy. Right. Uh, but but the the fact is, if somebody comes with bright red blood and they're willing to have a colonoscopy, and you're worried about the family history or something. You would maybe do the rectal when they're asleep. When you're, cause well, I guess uh, they were looking. Unless, to, unless they're looking for a reason, because you know he, the patient has already told you there's blood, and one of the reasons you you go in to see if there's a mass and to see if there's blood, and the patient is already telling you this. Now blood, I so. just have to find a willing woman who will do it. Whatever you're into, man. <laughs> so, so Ethan, uh, it, it is you know. Hopefully, you won't need a colonoscopy. Any family history of colon cancer or any GI cancers? Uh, yes, my my grandfather on my dad's side has had colon cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, also, history of Crohn's disease there too. Right. So this sort of makes it more important that you get this all properly evaluated. How old are you now? I'm 28 now. I've only I've only noticed it, you know, within the last like year. I understand I've you're 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 like, trying to make a case for not doing right. this. <laughs> I like this is the way men work. It's like I, I just it was I didn't mean to mention it. It's just sort of a new problem. It's still once oh. it happens, it happens, and you got to get it kind of checked out. That's all. So get it please done, do Ethan. That. And and oh. hopefully they'll just do a sigmoidoscopy, not a colonoscopy. Come over to my house. I'll do it for you. It's okay. Um, oh. Let's go to a couple of TikToks <laughs> just so so Ethan can get a Jared can, rather can get a sense of. Uh, what we do here at your mom's house. What do you do? We watch videos. Uh, Tom and Christina sent some over here. Oh my God. Oh my God. Was that a bear? Yeah. Oh my God. Why would she be hugging the bear like it was the snuggle uh, look mascot? At that. Look at that. I always love it when. 
Oh, my goodness. Oh, was somebody laughing? Yeah. Oh, my God. Bear, bear gonna bear. I know. So I'm sorry. I love when humans are amazed that wild animals right. behave like what they are. Wow. Right. Oh, but yeah, I will in her defense. Tough, right? What's that? Bitches are tough. Right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, in her defense, it was the cutest looking bear it I've ever cute. seen. It was cute. I understand the allure, but uh, in yeah, it, it is one of those things where you're like, oh, oh it looks lucky. just like it's, the doll I had growing I, I know, up. It's lucky you didn't get her in the throat or the nose. I mean, oh my she's going to need a chin oh, replacement. Yes, I know. But that's easier than a carotid artery I, replacement. It, but it is funny that like I don't think of bears biting. Like you think of a dog biting. Yeah. And then you see the bear bite, and you go, oh, they bite too. Yes, they like, do. I should have known that. Yes, they do. <laughs> Put your face up to yeah. that animal. How the fuck did you think a bear ate, Jared? You know? <laughs> Chimpanzees bite, for God's sakes. All right. right, what else you got? See the pizza in front of you, but yeah. do you ever miss the six-pack when you uh, blow up between fights? I'd rather be fat and happy than ripped. And Like, these people who are ripped all year round aren't happy. I'm not arsed. <laughs> I don't care what they say. <laughs> this six-pack sound, I look great, but I'd rather be fat and happy, lad. <laughs> I like his attitude. Um, I would say to him, do not put that uh, opinion online. You will get feedback from the ripped community. Angry. I once tweeted something very similar to this, where it was like, uh, I was like, people who have abs are out of their minds. They count to 10 every day, 700 times a day. I'd rather be what I am. And they're like, oh, another. And it got on like workout Twitter. <laughs> And it became this like, you don't work hard enough, Ozempic asshole. Oh my thing. god! So like, I I appreciate. So this is weird to me. I I, I am your your, I I can't get my head around people having these kinds of opinions about other people's behavior. So wonder yeah. free speech and things like that are being limited. That, well, they get so mad they get because what you're saying, you know, why I think you, this, why do you have any reaction? What other people do? I think there's a this is a millennial thing too. Clearly, millennials want to be correct. We want to be right about our choices. So anyone saying I'm not having a baby, well, you must be saying fuck people who have babies. Oh my god! This is a, I I only bring this up because we're in Austin, Texas. Ugh. Austin, Texas is the millennial embassy. This town was built for millennials by millennials. Every time I, I wherever I hang out, I'm I'm extremely comfortable here. Like there's you know there's chargers in the bar. Yeah, yeah. You know, like this is a very millennial place. But when you meet millennials who have moved here, they are obsessed with letting you know they made the right decision to move to Austin. Right. So they go, no, I love it. I and it's almost too much. It's like I'm not your dad. I don't give a fuck. That you moved to Austin. Like, I, I believe you. I'm sure it's okay. But, like, wow. it does seem like the people who moved here weren't happy wherever they were before. It, I don't believe anyone moved here because they were happy at home. Well, of course. Right. This being, well, most are Californians. So right. We're happy to get out of here. And but they, there, they but. were, like, unsuccessful in California. And then they came here. They're like, oh, it's everyone else's fault. It's because the street wasn't paved. Right. So I got to go to Austin, land of millennials that I can lie to. Well, to your point about wanting to be right all the time, that just sounds so exhausting. Oh, it's horrific. It's it, it, and I I see it in myself. Ugh. The only reason I bring it up is like I see it in myself. Like this this debate of like city suburbs right now. I'm 38. You have these people that are my age who have moved to the suburbs, which I'm like I'm from the suburbs. I good for them. But you see when they go, how's New York? Is it crazy? They turn New York into this lawless hellscape, and you're like, New York is fine. And they're like, oh, but the rats and the subways, and you're like, I haven't noticed. <laughs> and then I and and you see this everywhere I go. When I I remember being in Milwaukee and the club, the Milwaukee Improv is in this like nice mall town outside of Milwaukee. I stayed in Milwaukee. I had a blast. I love the bars there were cool. They had these tiki bars. They did Bloody Marys like the it, crazy. Milwaukee's become like a mini Chicago kind of thing. I loved everything yeah. about Milwaukee. But yeah. then you'd go to this mall outside and it was a very much of like, oh, we don't go in there. But they had a lot of opinions on what went on in there. <laughs> So it says there's a need to be, I need to be right that I'm a suburban person. So what do we do about this? I don't think, I don't know. Uh, We're fucked. Uh, I mean, it's over. I, I, I would, my instinct would be to push back hard. Right. I, I, I don't need, I don't feel the need to defend New York City. I, I, I go, hey, don't come. We don't need you. Well, you know what's interesting? I'm just now reflecting on something that um, my friends that work daily in recovery and in mm. drug treatment, they were getting a lot of this from the lip from the 20-year-old patients. Yeah. 
It's like, I don't think that's right. I think you should be... And finally, my Bob Forrest, the guy with the hat and the glasses, started mm. saying, I don't give a fuck what you're a fucking drug addict here for treatment. Right. I don't give a fuck what your opinion is. Right. Shut up. Listen to what we're telling you. They didn't deal with that very well. No, though. I'm sure they didn't. <laughs> so. Well, I think it's this uh, insecurity. I think it's an insecurity. Our lives, you know, when you're told your whole life during a boon economy that you're going to be the president and you're going to be, everyone's going to do well, just go to college, get the grades, you'll get out, you'll make your million, just like you're going to be the first uh, generation to do financially worse than the, the one that came before them. So I think a lot of that comes from the insecurity of, I am very publicly failing in comparison to the generation that I was brought up by. Um, and I think a lot of that relates to it. I, I think that's a very like uh, a way deeper way to think about it than most people want to think about it. it. It's interesting. I, I know in other countries where economies kind of go downhill, people start to define themselves by sort of their what they what they intellectually know or what their skills are, mm-hmm. things like that, where they still have something profound to offer, right. as opposed to my opinion. Well, which y- doesn't mean shit. Japan lie flat. Japan, the you know our economy has kind of tracked Japan's yeah, to go to service economy from yes. uh, industrialized. So you look at uh, they have this whole thing that lie flat. The kids are not moving out of the house. Oh yeah, yeah. So if you look at Japan, they're kind of like fuck it. <laughs> you know, I'd rather not try than fail. You know, uh, it, it fail at a game that maybe there's no game to be won. But. But that at least makes me feel optimistic about, <laughs> about our situation. Right. At least they know they're a fucking failure. Well, you know? No, no, like, at least they're trying. Yeah. So that's good. You want it, you're angry that you can't, and you're, that means you're sort of trying. So mm. that's good. Yeah, it's Ugh, a, frustrating. It is frustrating. I just, I call these areas millennial comforters. Like, I just feel so comfy, cozy. And I'm at I'm like, talking about Austin. Austin. Yeah. There's a version of it in every city now. And by the way, well, let's let's go, let's flip this around a little bit and right. give, give millennials some credit. Cred. It's a great town. No, it's no, a no, great no. quality I, of life. Again, I love it. And, and <laughs> by the way, comedians I've noticed are starting to get a little more honest. I, okay. I've wondered where the comedians have been for the last three years. Like, where right. are you guys? <laughs> and, and now they're they're Chappelle led them on in, right? And they're coming. And it's, here, and this is where I hear it is in this town, and right. the, and the millennials are accepting it. Well, they're they feel a little it. bit more free here because now there's a comedy world here you know i think that they're probably encouraged by other comics to push the envelope you hear i don't some- mean i don't mean just the the millennial comics i mean the audience oh the p oh yeah, the yeah audience yeah. is is i think people are tired so people are tired, tired of i'm a- tired just having this conversation oh, sorry no not because of you <laughs> no. because thinking about all this this right. is like oh well there's a- just new layers to unpack that are actually interesting like i said it last night on stage i was like i austin i and again i love it in the same way my parents love maggiano's <laughs> Maggiano's is my parents' generation. Big plates, big servings, big family style. My generation looks at Maggiano's and goes, look at that fucking garbage. Yes. You know, we want personalized tapas, no commitment. Locally grown. Locally grown, (laughs) right? We don't want big factory, cheesecake factory, but... It's generational, you know. The, there's some towns that are. So what's gonna what's gonna come out of this? I feel like I, I have this faith that something good's gonna come out of it. I don't know. I hope. I I don't know. I hope. I feel but, like the first order of business is getting the relationships in order because millennial have been then their the relationships have not been great. Right. I I, I hope he, you know. I don't know if so, social media is not the help. Maybe I, maybe, I that's, maybe the, that's the realization. Like, like getting tired of it. Maybe tired of it or burned out on it or something i or, mean i see that in myself where i'm like i've seen this already i've played this game you know tiktok but that's how people are meeting still is through instagram right yeah because you kind of have a resume in front of you like i you know i talk but about that's okay right that's okay that's, okay i i'd rather like people talk about how do i slide into the dms i was and i you know my advice is always give someone as much information as you've been given yourself yeah yeah so a lot of like you know dms like if you're you met someone you get their instagram account hey I came across your account because I saw your picture because you were with my friend. I know it's a little weird. Like, let them know you know this is like out of yes. out of turn. But yes. I'd love to get drinks with you sometime. If they can't look at your pictures from your profile, what can you expect? Yeah. Or because your pictures aren't just looks. It's They're stories. Who do you hang out yeah. with? Uh, do you have friends? Do mm-hmm. what do you? What type of pictures do you like to put up? Are they highly curated? Are they manicured? Are they just you? Is it just you having dinner? Like. And again, what works for some doesn't work for others. What you know, there's no such thing as right or wrong, and that is just you. Oh my goodness, uh, I I. Well, you talk, have kids. How old are your kids? They're thirty. I, I have triplets. Twi- triplets, triplets, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, I, I, and are they single? Uh, every single one's got a, a committed relationship, and well, another one, the two of them are like with partners now. Okay, how did um, they meet? 
Uh, one was a dating app, and, okay. and the other I don't really know. I, I have asked. Instagram, probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably, probably. And the other are they on dating apps or are they? Is the third? Yeah. Uh, he has not been right now. He's been very, very um, against it. Okay. Any, but he's gonna go. He wants. He was just saying lately. He's he's got to find another way to meet people because right. it's really hard. It is hard. I mean, like I, you know, people want to believe in this nirvana, this kind of this fake world of meeting people in person. It's not. I mean, it, you're just gonna get less. You know, it's like it's like uh, sugar versus sweet and low. Yeah. You know, sweet and low is the dating app. You can get high octane sugar right in your veins. You get a lot of matches, a lot of conversations. You know. Meeting in person is more like sugar. It doesn't. You put that in your coffee. You go. What the fuck? How much do I have to put in to make it work? Oh boy. You know, you gotta. It's hard to meet you people. Gotta, you got to put a lot put, in. I was. I told you, I, Sancho Pay. I, I would argue stay with stay in person. That maybe people need to make a discipline of that too. In addition to we've talked about diet, exercise, and stuff. Maybe discipline is like I got. I got to get off the internet into in person as much as possible. Well, that's advice. That's a I skill. Could, no, I, that's advice I could use. I mean, that's the problem with the internet dating. I've been saying this a lot. Is just. Internet dating makes lets a nerd be a stud. Yeah. To go out and to a bar and talk to a woman. Yeah. That's hard. You yeah. know, like that's not an easy yeah. thing. And you I mean noticed, to meet someone the cold. 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 Just I, I hey, nice to meet. I, I right. The dating app lets you be the stud that I, you but, wish you were. But I think that part is an efficiency that's good. But you got to get it immediately off into the into the real space. Right. Because I do this thing where I like judge the person by what you know. Like again, back to millennial and generational. Mm. We look up the menu before we go. Yes. We, we you know, you make sure the restaurant is as safe as humanly possible. And now I do that with people. Well, but take more risk then. That's, well, a, that's, that's a that's a note. Right. Take more th- risk. Right. And I because I'll look at someone. And stay out of other people's business. <laughs> right. Mind your own business. Right. Well, you can. It's hard not to. I, it's hard to resist it. Mind your own business. So those are the two <laughs> things I've learned from here. Uh, take risk. Get out in the real space. Mind your own damn business. That's right. And, and uh, make sure you get. Your blood and your stool checked once There's a that. year. There's that, and uh, prepare for a colonoscopy. Uh, but uh, I could talk to you about this stuff all day because I, I don't have your perspective your on it. Your kids are going and through it. I know, I, mean, I know they are. They're 30, they're I, around I my generation. And, and I'm really, really interested in it, and I, and I feel at once sort of angry and so sympathetic for what you guys are challenged with. And, right, and the, I mean, anger the comparison is more, game is huge. And the anger is more sort of what you're being subjected to and where it goes. And the, again, all the judgy, judgy, judgy stuff is just, ugh. It's, but that's it's, why, I, I really do believe that's why comedy is so like popular right now. Like people are looking it's the at- the one place. To, to people just, can talk. And, and then go, oh, I'm not crazy. Like, you know, I think comedy is finding the person on the plane who eye rolls the person acting out. Yeah. You know, like, you know that, you know how comforted you are when someone's like yelling about their bag and then you look at someone, they go, look at that idiot. And you go, thank you, fucking God. Yes. I think that's a comedy club. Well, good. Let's, <laughs> so. let's let it be so. Because it used to be rock and roll bands. They would sort of announce right. the, uh, the, the movement, you know, you can move right. with them in that direction. And now our now rock and roll stars, Taylor Swift is the Capital One mascot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, listen, uh, if people want more, they need to go to your podcast. Uh, so tell them where they can find them. And yeah, be, you up would be more of this yeah, stuff, Yeah, the right? you up podcast. If you're calling into Dr. Drew, this is a great compliment to this show. Yeah. I, I, again, huge fan. I love being here. I'm so excited. Um, you up podcast. And, uh, yeah, I'm on in- Instagram. Is kind of the hub, hub of my wheel at Jared Freed. I put up all my stuff. I love is blind. I did a recap. I'm, I'm I, I never shut the fuck up. I, and I'm sorry if I haven't. I've, uh, you never shut the fuck I, up. I'm sorry. So I never here. shut the fuck up. That's yeah, why you're I, here. I, I, some people think that's a good podcast guest. Some people, Bob, like, you were right. He never shut the fuck up. <laughs> Get him the fuck out of here. So no, at Jared Freed Instagram and uh, you, the You Up podcast. And then I we do You Up live. We actually do a live version of the show where we give dating app makeovers, we play Red Flag Deal Breaker, we bring people up on stage to do a deal reveal where we show the text messages you, and kind of the translate them. Where is that, New York? New York, Chicago, Boston, D.C., Philly. That's where we're going. Great. We've done L.A., we've done them all. The show is a blast. I know, and, I'd love to be a guest on a show like that. I, we would love yeah. to have you, because we got a lot of wackos that come on stage. So. I bet, I bet. <laughs> All right, my friend, good to have you. Uh, Glad you were here, and we'll see everyone else next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. 
please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.